At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg here with you. It's The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Follow us all on the network at VSIN Live. Just five games in the association. On Tuesday, and the under trend uh, seems to be fading uh, as the overs went three and two, unders obviously going two and three. All five favorites won outright. They didn't necessarily cover, however, including one that I bet in the second half. The Lakers were, I believe, the largest favorite of the night at 10 and a half over the Houston Rockets. They were trailing by six at the half, and so I naturally looked at the Lakers and bet the Rockets, uh, excuse me, bet the Lakers over the Rockets in the second half, and the Lakers needed to win the game by four points. Uh, Three would have been a push. Four would have been a win. And the Lakers, who took a double-digit lead and had a seven-point lead, with about a minute to go, allowed back-to-back three-pointers and win the game by two points, 119-117. There was a possession that was the game, was the, the, the cover possession for me. After the Lakers take a seven-point lead, after two Anthony Davis free throws, the 
Rockets come down and make a three-pointer, which is fine. I was fine with it because that just meant that it was a four-point lead for the Lakers. And so any points for L.A. on the next possession would have been pretty good for me. Well, after the Jalen Green three-pointer made it 118-114, LeBron James with the ball in his hand took one of the worst shots. He drove to the basket and going away from the basket did a circus shot with his left hand that missed. Russell Westbrook couldn't grab the rebound. The Rockets got the rebound. And then Jalen Green made a high-arcing circus three-pointer to make it a one-point game. They foul Malik Monk. He makes just one of the two free throws, and the game ends 119-117. Could I get mad at Malik Monk for missing the first free throw and costing me the push? Maybe. I think I'm more mad at LeBron, though, for that circus layup of a shot. Here's what you do in a situation that the Lakers were in. When any points pretty much secures you the win, uh, give it in to Anthony Davis. And if he gets fouled, you know he's going to make the free throws. But Houston had no answer for AD. And that's where I would have gotten the ball on a final possession. I would have slowed the game down and worked worked a half-court set to get Anthony Davis the ball. Yeah, LeBron James was had 30 points. It was 13 of 21 shooting. And Anthony Davis had 27 points. Uh, LeBron played well, but that final possession really just really irked me because they had a chance to secure the cover and uh, just a very bad possession there by LeBron James. So the Lakers win 119-117. As I mentioned, all five favorites won here on Tuesday, but they all did not cover. Milwaukee was a a four-and-a-half-point favorite over Detroit. I thought it was a little bit of a trap. It wasn't a trap. Milwaukee blew them out. Miami, a three-point favorite over Dallas, absolutely blew them out. Utah was a a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over Sacramento, They win 119-113, the six-point win Sacramento covers. Phoenix was down double digits to New Orleans. Not only did they come back to win, but they came back to cover the nine-and-a-half-point spread, winning 112-100. to They outscored the Pelicans in the fourth quarter 36-18. to That is absolutely ridiculous. And then the Lakers, who were down six at the half, came back. They win the game by two, but they failed to cover the 10.5-point spread. Taking a look at your best teams in the NBA right now against the spread, the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat are 6-1 and one against the spread. Utah is 5-1 and one against the spread. So those are your three best teams against the number early on here in this NBA season. Your worst team against the spread, 
the Phoenix Suns, who, uh, well, actually, with this win, I believe now Phoenix, with this win, improved to two and four against the spread, if I'm not mistaken. So the Suns, with the win, are three and three. So, yes, Phoenix improves to two and four against the spread, meaning that the worst team in the NBA against the spread is not the Phoenix Suns. It is the Los Angeles Lakers, who are now two and six against the spread. They're five and three, straight up. They have a five and three record, but they are two and six against the spread this season. The Lakers are the worst team against the spread in the NBA. The Suns are the second worst at two and four but the Lakers at 2-6 and six are the worst. Uh, you have the Chicago Bulls, as I mentioned, with Miami at 6-1. and one. As far as your over-unders are concerned, the best team at the overs this season, your best over teams, the Charlotte Hornets and Orlando Magic are 6-2 and two to the over this season. The Knicks are next at 5-2 to the over. Your worst teams to the over. Or, if you want to look at it the other way, the best teams to the under, right? So you can be the worst team to the over, but you're the best team to the under. So the best teams to the under, because we're like optimists on this show, so we like to say it the other way. The best under teams in the NBA Minnesota, 6-0 to the under. Brooklyn, 7-0 to the under. Houston, 6-0. Well, what happened here against the Lakers? Because this is not updated. The Laker game went over. Okay. So Houston is now 6-1 to the over. Ah, almost. Uh, Phoenix, that game went... Did that go over or under? Phoenix went under. Phoenix is now 5-1 and one to the under. So those are your best teams right now to the under. You have Minnesota 6-0, Brooklyn 7-0. Houston is 6-1, Phoenix is 5-1. Those are your best under teams right now in the NBA. So let's take a look at what the NBA has in store for us coming up on Wednesday. You have Portland and Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, Portland is three and a half point favorites on the road. Boston, six and a half point favorites on the road against the Magic. The Pacers, two point favorites at home against the Knicks. Wizards, three points over the Raptors. The Brooklyn Nets, four and a half over the Hawks. You have the Grizzlies, one and a half over the Nuggets. Timberwolves, one and a half over the Clippers. Spurs and Mavericks are a pick. Warriors, six points over the Hornets. And the uh, Kings, five points over the Pelicans. Those are your spreads for Wednesday. No posted, uh, not many posted totals here. Uh, Posted total, Portland and Cleveland, 220. Boston, Orlando, 215. Knicks and Pacers 219. So the Knicks are 
five and two to the spread this year. Indiana four and four. Knicks are plus two against the Pacers. Knicks coming off a loss. So do they bounce back and uh, get a win here? Could be a possibility playing the Knicks in a bounce back spot. They just lost as a seven point home favorite to the Toronto Raptors. So possibly the Knicks at plus the two points could be worth a look or Knicks on the money line. Or if you want to do an alternate spread, could be different ways of taking a look at that. Uh, no total has been posted yet for the Nets-Hawks game, but I'm very curious about that because the Nets are one of the teams that is the best in the NBA towards the uh, under. The Nets are 7-0, and the best team in the NBA towards the under. And then Minnesota is at 6-0 and towards the under. So every time you know those two teams play, I'm going to be looking to see. Now, does the book adjust? And will the total be low with the Nets and the Hawks? And then you can go over? That's definitely a possibility because I don't think it's going to go an entire season. I don't think they're going to find themselves as a, you know, 80, you know, it's going to be an incredible run to the under. No total has been posted yet for Minnesota and L.A. either. So once I see those totals, we can determine if we want to keep going with the under trend on both Minnesota and with Brooklyn. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts from. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Uh, my college football picks will be coming out Thursday morning in our VSIN Best Bets article. So make sure that you subscribe. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Uh, make sure that you subscribe so you are getting the Best Bets article along with all the assets that we provide here at VSIN. I have done my uh, circling. This is what I do. Uh, if you've been listening to this show or if you're new to the show, uh, I'll reiterate my process. When the board comes out, I circle spots. And these are spots that I'm intrigued by. And from those circled spots, which can be anywhere from one game to nine to this week, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten circled spots. Uh, it could, you know, like Sometimes I could circle the whole board. Um Then I do my due diligence and try and break down the games that I have circled to see which ones that I am going to be wagering on. Uh, Sometimes I differentiate from the circled games. Sometimes there are games that I didn't circle at all that I wind up betting. And sometimes I don't bet any of the circled games. But here are the circled spots that I have so far for this upcoming college football weekend. The first circle spot, a little bit of an obvious one, Purdue. Purdue is at home against the undefeated, newly crowned number three team in the college football playoff rankings, 
Michigan State Spartans. Sparty is a three-point road favorite, and this would be the letdown spot of all letdown spots, right? They have just beaten Big Brother, right? They just beat Michigan in an epic game. They're number three in the college football playoff rankings. And now they have to travel to take on Purdue, a team that had their own hopes of going to the Big Ten championship game, but those hopes were kind of kicked to the side. So what happens now? Does Purdue fight hard here against Michigan State? Purdue just beat Nebraska on the road 28-23 after losing to Wisconsin. So they bounced back. You know, they had the huge win at Iowa. Then they suffered a letdown, losing to Wisconsin. And well, it wasn't even a letdown. They were underdogs in that game. But then they beat Nebraska as an underdog. And now a three-point home underdog against Michigan State. Just seems like an obvious letdown spot for Sporty. That's one of the games that I circled. The next game is Liberty. Liberty at Ole Miss. Liberty is a nine and a half point underdog at Ole Miss. Couple of reasons. One, Liberty is just an incredible team at covering the spread. Uh, Two losses this season, which, um, you know, kind of disappointing. The loss against Syracuse and then the, you know, inexplicable loss to UL Monroe. But, This is still a quality football team. And it's a revenge spot for head coach Hugh Freeze. Now, did Hugh Freeze get himself fired? Yes, he did with his actions. We know. However, I think he would be lying if he didn't admit that this game means something to him. And I think his players will fight for him. I think the Liberty players will fight for their head coach, Hugh Freeze, to get him an emotional win in Oxford. Matt Corral for Ole Miss is still banged up. And it's kind of like a situational spot for me because I love kicking teams when they're down. And with Ole Miss's loss last week to Auburn, they now have no chance to go to the SEC championship game. They had a chance if they beat Auburn, because if they beat Auburn, then they would just need Auburn to beat Alabama at the end of the season. And then Ole Miss could win out and get in. But now they don't have any hopes. Not much to play for in Oxford. It's just, you know, they're just going to go to a bowl game. Okay. So I like kicking teams when they're down. I think it's a big spot for Liberty. Uh, That's the second spot that I circled. Next spot that I circled is Wake Forest, the number nine team in the college football playoff rankings, undefeated at 8-0, has to go on the road to North Carolina, where the Tar Heels are laying two and a half points. I don't think North Carolina, the way that they have played this year, should be laying two and a half points over anybody. So seeing Wake Forest as an underdog, Again, I don't know if I'll bet it. I have to look into it, but it was just an auto circle for me. Speaking of an auto circle for me, Cincinnati 
is home against uh, Tulsa. Cincinnati has just gotten the sting of being number six in the college football playoff rankings. And so they're 22.5-point favorites. It just seems like they would win by 30, right? Like this is a spot where Cincinnati can do one of two things. They could pack it in and they could say, hey, there's nothing we can do. We're not getting into the college football playoff. And we're so upset that, you know, we're just not focused on this game because it's it's just ridiculous that they're not going to let us in. Or they could say, hey, we're going to put you in a spot that you have to consider us for this playoff. Not only are we going to go undefeated, but we are going to blow out every opponent we play. And so Cincinnati could look to run up the score on Tulsa. So that was another circled spot for me. I also circled um, sticking in the American Athletic Conference, because you guys know I love betting the American Athletic Conference. Uh, Memphis is a a five-and-a-half-point underdog at home to SMU. SMU coming off that loss against Houston, a deflating loss against Houston. If Memphis quarterback Seth Hennigan is healthy, they're coming off a bye, and perhaps Memphis at home as a home dog where they have thrived, they sting SMU here in what is likely to be a shootout. Sticking in the American Athletic Conference, Houston, who was up to number 20 in the AP poll, but did not get voted into the top 25 of the college football playoff rankings. That's got to bother them, right? And I'm not, look, they're not going to the college football playoff, but being ranked is nice. Having that little number next to your name. So I, I know it's a potential letdown spot coming off that win against SMU, but the season is still right there ahead of them. And if they want a shot at Cincinnati, they're going to have to finish the rest of their season undefeated. They have to win their final couple of games here before getting an opportunity to beat Cincinnati in that AAC championship game. So they're 13.5-point favorites on the road against a bad South Florida team. It is a primetime game, though, uh, at you know in Tampa, but I do think that Houston does roll, so they were a spot that I circled as well. Um, let's see. Other spots that I have circled. Let me go here. In the SEC, Arkansas. Arkansas is a five-point favorite at home against number 17, Mississippi State. Uh, Kind of a red flag here. You know, you see a ranked team in Mississippi State, number 17. They're on the road, yet they're underdogs. So uh, kind of a circled spot that I did there for um, Arkansas. In the Pac-12, I have circled Utah on Friday night, a a 7.5-point favorite over Stanford. Utah playing really well right now, and I think Utah is a team that coming off that win against UCLA, 44-24, you know, kind of regretting the loss against Arizona, uh, the the loss against Oregon State, Um, but they could be sitting here and sniffing the Pac-12 title game, so I don't think they want to avoid any slip-ups And I think that they'll take care of their business against uh, one of the worst teams in the Pac-12. 
And the final spot that I circled is Appalachian State in the, the Fun Belt Conference. App State is a 21-point favorite against Arkansas State. Arkansas State is the worst defense in college football. Covering 21, not difficult against that team. Coming up next, we'll be joined by our very own Wes Reynolds right here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Midseason Football Special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now until the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops Betting Guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. The other half of betting across America on Saturdays at noon and the green zone on Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern time is Wes Reynolds, and he joins me here on The Look Ahead. Wes, uh, I'll ask you the same question that I asked Dave earlier on the show, and that is, are you surprised by anything that you saw in the first college football playoff rankings? A little bit surprised that Oregon was in the top four because I think kind of the narrative has been, okay, their case is over because Stanford's going to end up being a bad loss for them. But I was a little surprised to see them in the top four because, look, the Pac-12 – outside of Oregon has been an absolute mess. You know, you ask somebody one week who the best team in that conference is, you're going to get a different answer every single week. But yet Oregon right there in the top four. I really thought that the committee, Scott, I know we talked about this last weekend on Betting Across America. I really thought that they were going to maybe start Cincinnati in the top four to at least kind of make it look like, okay, we're giving you guys the benefit of the doubt or we're giving you guys a chance where we're saying, okay, you know, you're a realistic contender for the playoff. And I guess they still are, but they need a lot of help at this standpoint. So I actually did think that they were going to put them in the top four. The rating that I think really stands out glaringly is Oklahoma at number eight. However, Oklahoma has games against Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, If Oklahoma wins out, I do think they're going to be in the top four just simply because they have so many opportunities for quality wins. Yeah, I've I've said that there are a couple of teams that have control over their paths into the playoff. It's Georgia if they win out, Alabama if they win out, Michigan State if they win out, Oklahoma if they win out, and Ohio State if they win out. Those teams are all going to get in if they win out. And I know what you're going to there's obviously no chance that both Alabama and Georgia win out because they play each other. And Michigan State, Ohio State play each other, obviously. But I'm just saying, those are the teams that will punch their own tickets if they handle their business. Yeah, ab- absolutely right. So uh, you're going to get opportunities for these teams that might be slightly on the outside looking in that they're going to get in. Look, Ohio State's going to have games with Michigan State, going to have games with Michigan, and then a likely Big Ten championship game. So I think 
yeah, I agree with that assessment in terms of they are the ones that really can control their own destiny. Obviously, Cincinnati is going to need a lot of help from this standpoint. They get SMU and now one loss SMU who lost to Houston on Saturday. And more than likely, it would be either SMU or Houston in that American championship game. But now I think the committee has basically told Cincinnati, okay, you got to win out, but you're going to need some help along the way. So if you're Cincinnati, you're going to need Georgia to beat Alabama in Atlanta in the SEC championship game. And you're going to need Oregon to lose at the bare minimum. I'm glad you brought up that thought that you had about Cincinnati. Uh, that the that in your opinion, the committee was going to put them in to just say, hey, we're considering you. You're in the top four, but eventually they'd find themselves on the outside looking in. Because I think that's exactly what they did with Oregon here. They put Oregon in the in the four spot to say, all right, guys, we're considering you. Hey, Pac-12, we're considering your champion. And yeah, you beat Ohio State, so we're going to put you ahead of Ohio State. But I'm just going to let you know now that if both of you guys win out, Ohio State's going to leapfrog you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I did see some uh, some exchanges on Twitter earlier <laughs> tonight about, you know, Oregon, you look, give them credit. They beat Ohio State. But I don't think any bookmaker in Las Vegas, in Costa Rica, in New Jersey, in the United Kingdom, and whatever Caribbean island you want to go to would have Oregon as a favorite over Ohio State on a neutral field. Nobody would. No. Because I think Ohio State, I know they lost to them, and it sounds absurd. They're the better team than Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I think if they played again, they would beat Oregon. They certainly would be a clear favorite over this team. So that's the one thing. I know people want to put the value in the head-to-head, -head, but that's not how it works. You see it in the NCAA tournament. That's not how it works with the selection committee. It's like, okay, you got beat head-to-head -head by a team in conference play, but you could still get a higher seed than them. So, you know, I, you really, the head-to-head, -head, I know it seems like it has to have a lot more value than it does, but it really doesn't when you come to, like, making odds for these games or seeding these teams accordingly. Absolutely. Uh, talking to Wes Reynolds, our very own here at Visa and host of Betting Across America Saturdays, the Green Zone on Sundays. You also read his stuff in Point Spread Weekly. Any spots that you've circled on this card here for this weekend in college football? Yeah, there have been a couple, and I'm still kind of going through the card, but <clears throat> I'm waiting to see if I can get a little bit more on Purdue mm. because I think that this is an interesting game, and I've actually already played the total which is now up to 54. I think Michigan State clearly can run the ball on Purdue. And why Nebraska elected not to do that last week and have Adrian Martinez go ahead and throw four interceptions, that wasn't the way to beat Purdue when they ran or got run on for almost 300 yards by Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin, Graham Mertz threw it eight times, and they ran it 51 times. Michigan State will feed the kitty here. They will feed Kenneth Walker the third, who is now very much in the Heisman race, and that being said, on the other side, I think what Michigan showed is you can throw on Michigan State and you can throw all of the field on these guys. Purdue is a top 10 national passing offense, and I think they're going to be able to throw on Sparty. So I want to see if I can get three in the hook. We're seeing like three minus 115 in a few spots, Scott, but definitely the over in Michigan State, Purdue. Yeah, you know what? That's one of the spots that I circled was Purdue. Plus the points. Um, another spot that I circled, and listen, we're going to get into this, I'm sure, on Saturday. But I think Liberty beats Ole Miss outright. Um, 
This is an Ole Miss team that after their loss to Auburn last week, Wes, that's it. There's no chance for them to get to the mm-hmm. SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. And so what is left for these kids to play for, right? It, it, it's such a disheartening loss when you lose your chance to get to a championship game. And I think that this game, and I know that Hugh Freeze, he did it to himself when he was there, but there's no way this game doesn't mean something to him going back to Oxford. And I think his players will respond and play for him and fight for him. And I think Liberty as a nine and a half, ten 10-point dog, I think they went out right in Oxford. No, I'm absolutely right there with you, Scott. Because, look, Liberty, of course, is still an unaffiliated team. They're still an independent so this is almost like a little bit of a bowl game for Liberty. Yeah, It's like, we get to go to Oxford. We get to go play Ole Miss, a big-time SEC school. And this is an Ole Miss team. Oh, by the way, they've played so many high-leverage and high-energy games in a row. Eventually, you feel like maybe this is a spot they run out of gas. And I'll go through the order here. Lane Kiffin goes and faces his old mentor, Nick Saban, at Alabama. They lose. Very next week, they hang on at the end. Arkansas and Sam Pittman go for two. Ole Miss stops it. They win by one in that shootout, 52-51. Then Lane Kippen returns to Tennessee, his old employer, and it's mustard gate and all the projectiles being thrown on the field in Neyland Stadium. Nevertheless, Ole Miss comes out and gets a win. Then they have Eli Manning Jersey Retirement Day against LSU, who had just fired Coach O, Mm -hmm. and they get that win. Then they go to Auburn last weekend, and that's why I liked Auburn minus the spot, simply because Ole Miss had played so many of these games in a row, and Ole Miss had kind of been dominated in the series by Auburn. I think they've lost five in a row to the Tigers. So now you've had all of these big games in a row, and now you get Liberty coming into town right before you play Texas A&M, which is another ranked team coming into Oxford in two weeks. So, absolutely, Liberty plus 10 is, I think, an absolute take for me. Yeah, let's sprinkle a little bit on that money line, too, and let's have some fun here, Wes. Uh, Real quick, tell me what you got coming out in Point Spread Weekly this week. Yeah, we did uh, a couple of the golf tournaments, uh, the Mayakoba Classic. We're finally winding down this long PGA Tour season. And then, of course, the College Basketball Betting Guide. uh, Don't have an approximate date. I think it's going to be out next week. Mm -hmm. And I did write a couple conferences, wrote up the ACC wrote up the Big Ten, and then, of course, obviously we have weekly selections, college football and NFL, which you can cop later this week at vcin.com. A little uh, Coach K swan song here in the ACC, you think? This is this is the <laughs> last one for Coach K. I think they're the absolute favorite, but Florida State is up there, right up there with them. Leonard Hamilton always has athletes, and this year will be yeah. no exception. Yeah, there he is. Wes Reynolds hosts the vcin's The Green Zone. And uh, betting across America, point spread weekly, and uh, long shots, of course, the golf pod. Wes, appreciate the time. I'll talk to you on Saturday, bud. All right. Looking forward to it, Scott. There he is. Love talking uh, football and all sports, really, with Wes Reynolds. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So happy to see that he agreed with me on that Liberty game. Let's see what other games we can get to coming up next year on The Look Ahead.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates 
for all the action. Visit vcin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network, as we take a look ahead to what we have coming up in the NFL this week. And there are a couple of spots, like I do with college football, that I circle each and every week before breaking down which ones that I think uh, are play-worthy. You know, first off the bat, Thursday Night Football, the Jets 10.5 against the Colts. Colts with a deflating loss last week to the Titans, but perhaps with a renewed sense of hope after seeing the Derrick Henry news. And is it possible that they rally and try and win out and see what happens? You know, we're not going to win out, but you know what I'm saying? Try and finish the season with 10 wins or maybe 9 wins, wins that division. Who knows? Uh, The Jets coming off a win. Mike White led the league in passing and... Won that better a ton of money, <laughs> that better in New Jersey who had a $1,000 bet on Mike White to lead the league in passing. He threw over 400 yards. Can he bottle that up and do it again? Eh, don't think so, but 10.5 is a high number, especially for a Thursday night. Now, the first spot that I circled here on the board in the NFL is the uh, Patriots and the Panthers. Um, I think this is just a very good Patriots team. And they're much better than their 4-4 and record says that they are. This is a team that lost to the Dallas Cowboys in overtime in just gut-wrenching fashion. Um, especially if you had the 4.5 points like I did. Just a gut-wrenching loss in overtime to the Cowboys. A game that they had many opportunities to win. They lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks in that rain game in Foxborough, Tom Brady's return, just another game that they had many opportunities to win and could have won that. And then, you know, week one, the loss to the uh, the loss to the Dolphins, they, man, that's one they wish they had back. If Damian Harris doesn't fumble going into the end zone there, they win that game and Dolphins are winless. And the Patriots, you know, who know who knows where their season could be. I don't think the Pats are a team that is going to threaten the Buffalo Bills for the division, even though Bills are just five and two, Pats are four and four, and if the Pats can win the two games that they play against the Bills, hey, maybe they find themselves in 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 the playoffs. But I do think this is a better than average Patriots team that might have a chance to secure a wild card spot. Uh, I like them over, especially what I've seen from the Panthers so far this season. Another spot that I have circled is the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, This Vikings team, as much as I believe that they're better than what their record is, that's a game last week at home against a Cooper Rush-led Cowboys team that you have to have. And I just don't get it. How do you lose that game? The play calling has been a disaster. Uh, the, the the performance has not been good. And it just seems like 
week in and week out, this is a disappointing team. Yes, they could have won in week one if Dalvin Cook doesn't fumble in overtime. They could have won in week two, should have won in week two, if they don't miss the field goal. Um, they beat the Lions barely. They beat the Viking, They beat the uh, beat the Panthers in overtime, who are a bad football team. And this is just a mediocre football team this year in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Ravens coming off a bye would certainly be a spot that I would um, look to exploit here. Uh, other teams that I'm kind of looking at the Packers over the Chiefs. I'm not really buying into the Chiefs. This is not a good football team. This is not an underperforming Chiefs team. This is just who the Chiefs are. And at some point, that's what you have to understand. That you got to stop saying, oh, but they're underperforming. And you have to start just acknowledging, hey, this is just not a good team. Okay? This is just not a good uh, football team. So can't exactly back them on um, what's been happening this season. So I like the um, Packers, who just went on the road, who are coming up and won as a a six-and-a-half-point underdog. But they have the mini-buy here, so extra rest. They're getting healthier. I like them to go into Arrowhead and come away with a win. The Rams, of course. How could you not like the Rams? One of the first spots that I circled, right, with the Derrick Henry news, this Titans team is going to be a very different Titans team moving forward. And I don't know if Adrian Peterson's going to play, and I don't even know what kind of impact he's going to have, but you got to now completely change around your offense. You have to completely change around the way that you run your entire team. Because Derrick Henry is was the most important player on this team. You know, it's 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 not just the stats that he put up. Stats were incredible. But when you go into a game preparing for Derrick Henry, like a game preparing for the Titans, you are preparing for Derrick Henry. And without him, there's not much to really focus in on. It's going to be, okay, well, I think that uh, Tannehill, I'm going to force him to beat us, and he's not going to. Um, so I just think that losing Derrick Henry is just, you, you, just you, can't, you can't overstate how important it is losing um, Derrick Henry. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the bye week systems, right? The teams that were playing either before their bye or after their bye. And taking a look at the NFL schedule this week and taking a look at next week, next week you have four teams on a bye. You have the Bears, the Bengals, the Giants, and the Texans. So all four of these teams will be playing in their pre-bye week games. Uh, Let's start with the Giants, who are coming off a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday, which they were pretty competitive in. Well, the Giants are 4-6 straight up, 3-6-1 against the spread in their last several pre-bye week games since 2001. They are 4-6 straight up, but just 1-8-1 
against the spread in their last 10 pre-bye week games against teams from the AFC. The Texans, who are plus 7.5 or 6.5 against the Dolphins, they are 5-0 and straight up. Or, excuse me, they were 5-0 and straight up and against the spread in pre-bye week games until they lost last year to the Packers. They are 8-1 and against the spread in pre-bye week games away from home since 2002, which was their first season. Again, I think it matters on the quarterbacks. If uh, it's going to be Tyrod Taylor, I like them plus the points. You know, maybe even with Davis Mills. Maybe this is a sneaky play here. Cincinnati, they are 9-3-1, and 8-5 against the spread since 2008 in their pre-bye week games. They're on an 8-2 and two straight up and 7-3 and three against the spread uh, run here in their last 10 pre-bye week home games. They take on the Browns on Sunday. And so those are just some trends, some stats and trends with teams that are playing in their pre-bye week games coming up here this Sunday. So just wanted to give you those uh, information and those nuggets here. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, we'll talk about the World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Congratulations to the Braves. We'll recap the World Series, talk about who won the MVP, and take a look ahead to the odds for the 2022 Major League Baseball season. I I can't believe I just said 2022, but yeah. Um, It's time to look ahead to next year, as that's what we do on The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg. Uh, Be sure to head to vcin.com. And find out all the exciting ways that you can watch and listen to us here at VSIN and follow along on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.